What up, party people? Welcome to Drinking Alone with Friend, a podcast where two friends drink alone together. My name's Todd. And I'm Obert. And uh, welcome back. And I can definitively say, before we started the recording, I did see Simba sit. It's it's a real thing that he can do. See? He learned. Uh, He's a good cat. I didn't, I didn't get a picture of it, um, but it, it definitely happened. <laughs> yep, I said sit, and he sits right down, just like a good cat dog. Mm-hmm. And cat dog. Uh, Chris, Chris is still out this, this week, so you know what that means. We're still in the triple triple tally mark territory, so uh, it's anybody's any, anybody's game this week. Anybody can become the leader <laughs> on the board, except for Chris, uh, who's not well, here. Over, I, even if it was triple points, it's still not possible for you to, to pass me. Uh, no, I meant you, you triple the points that you have and the point that you would get. That's what I meant. Oh, gotcha. Unless you're already in the lead, and then it's you take a third of the points. I don't think that's how that works. Uh, well, you know, we'll find out when we get there. True. But, I I mean, I hope, I actually kind of hope that you win this week so you can get on the board a little bit. You know, because yeah, well, I'm, nice, I'm a nice friend. There we go. Well, I wanted to um, do a cocktail, but um, my blender hasn't come in yet. I'm hoping next episode, which, you know, I, uh, you know you'll, you're going to be here soon. But, but I, you know, I think we might have something a little special for when we have all three of us back together. But, um, you know, I'm hoping to bring some cocktails back. That's, that's what I want to do. I wanted to do it tonight, but I, I'm going to have to wait maybe a week for when my blender gets here. So, I mean, I'm hoping that you have a blender for when I'm there so you can make, you know, me a nice, a nice mixed drink. Because, you know, I know that you are the, the, the mixed drink master and I am not. So... I am the mixologist of the pod, but I also have had a couple beers from Fremont saved for you for when you show up, Todd. I mean, you think I'm just going to drink one one drink the entire time that I'm there? No, but uh, it's a good point. We'll see. We'll see what we got. Okay. But um, happy birthday, America! By the way. Yes. Uh, I think I think I have something for this, Obert. But I'm about you, Ted. I got a patriotic beer to celebrate this week. Okay. Well, why don't you why don't you lead us in? Yeah. So this is um, this is from Imagination. Emphasis on the nation. This episode, and um, it's a beer called Homegrown, and it's a farm fresh pale ale. Um, it's canned just under a month ago. By the time you're listening to this, and um. It um, supports the Community Food and Agricultural Coalition. So I think they give some of their money back to that that coalition. So that's always cool. Some nice artwork of some barnyard animals and some bison on the range. And there's some muffins with a bowl of soup. Just a lot of homegrown stuff on here to celebrate all the stuff that we grow in uh, Montana, I guess. There's some bees harvesting some honey. So we got a little bit of everything, a little bit of all the stuff that we grow in Montana on this can. Some pretty that's, cool can art here. That's pretty neat. That seems like a like a cool can and a cool concept, and hopefully it's a good beer. Yeah, and you know we're um, we're big fans of imagination on the pod. I haven't had them for a while, but um, I couldn't stay away for all that long. You know, <laughs> they're definitely the best best brewery in uh, the three hour three hour region around me. So let's crack open this farm fresh pale ale. See how it is. See how farm fresh it really is. 
Mm, looks like a nice crispy pale ale. 30. And I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Cause it's beer 30. And it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Woohoo. Yeehaw. That's American. Man, this right? smells that, that's very American. This smells so hoppy. This smells like this smells like a nice juicy IPA. I don't know what this pale ale business they're talking about. This is this puts the eye in IPA, I think, but it's an American version, so not Indian. It's got four pounds per barrel of Citra, Strata, and Comet from Bell Crossing Farms. So locally sourced hops, and you know I'm a big fan of Citra. I think we all are here on the pod. So I'm going to just dig in. Oh, man, this is everything I miss about East Coast IPAs. This is so good. This is just like a Citra bomb. Mm, this is really juicy. Definitely not. I wouldn't say it's a pale ale. This is definitely an IPA. It's really good. Okay. 5.5%. So, um, crushable, crushable. Um, well, crushable by ABV, but, but not by body. This is, this is a little too heavy for a little too dank. I think for holding in one hand while you throw your cornhole bag in the other or, or drive your, drive your tractor. Yeah. There we go. Don't drink and drive tractors. (laughs) Um, no, I'm loving this though. Just that bright floral deliciousness, um, lots of straight goodness. You get that lemony, citrusy, starfruity, some on this podcast might say, flavor. Um, yeah, just just dank, citrusy, floralness. It's really good. It's got a good color. It is. It's, um, it's not super bright. It's uh, unfiltered, hazy, kind of um, more of that golden straw color we talk about, just like a little bit on that paler side. Man, I'm gonna finish this bef- this before Jordan can tell me to drink. I think that's that's what's <laughs> gonna happen here. But I'm liking this. Um, this is gonna get the rare four and a half from me. This is um wow. I really I really like their uh, I forget what it's called the the lupu juice that they do. Um, but uh, this is one of their best IPAs that I've had. I've had a couple of other ones lately. I really am enjoying the farm grown, and I like being able to support local farms that's cool too so good job imagination four and a half uh keep doing all the good work okay so um out of 37 chickens what do you think the untapped diverse thinks of this hmm that's a tough one you know it's tough when we have this few check-ins i'd say anything under 50 doesn't count but it is triple point week so ah man i think they're gonna like it um i think they're gonna give it a 4.15 so you are close. Um, Obert, you actually might get a tally mark tonight. This is uh, it's exciting. Putting uh, pressure on. 4.12. Okay. 0.03 off. So that you know, is... It's funny. Uh, I, was, I almost said 4.12, but you know what? I didn't, so... See, what I've learned is I think you have to talk out the thought process, and then perfect, perfect scores just pop out of your head. That's just... That's the trick we learned last week, so... <laughs> um, but okay, thir- so 37 people... 37. So you're the 38th person. Yeah. If you actually check it in. I'll do it right now. I'll get that number 38. But uh, no, they're they're right, though. It's a good beer. Um, imagination, you really can't go wrong. I stocked up on them recently. I had their um, guava milkshake double IPA. It was a little much for me. Um, I think uh, it was called Nebula. That one was just a little too much. Their um, other summer beer, I think it's called like Sunburst or Summer fest i don't know something like that it's got a big sun it's got a big sun on the label 
Sip of um, Sunshine. It looks kind of like that, except it's more orangey. That one was good too, but both of them pale in comparison to this one. I'm definitely going to go back and pick up another four pack before they get sold out. So Perfect. Hopefully yeah. you make it back before they're gone. Yeah, that would be, I'd be so sad if they were sold out. All right. Uh, so, but yeah, happy America Day in the past. Hope everybody had a good 4th of July. And um, Ted, do you have an especially American beer to celebrate with us tonight? I do. I do. Um, when you know, I was looking for something that was very America themed. Uh, open up my fridge, digging around, digging, digging, digging. I'm just you know, hands getting all icy from all the the the, the coldness that I was digging through, and I found a beer that I bought around this year last or around this time last year, and I meant to bring it to the podcast, and I never made it. So I'm bringing it down, okay. and it is. It is. I think it's actually so old. Um, like I said, it's a year, about a year old. I think that the um, the brewery that made this beer has actually had to change the name of the beer. And <laughs> once I tell you, once I tell you why, you'll understand. Or what? Uh, once I tell you the name of the beer, you'll understand. So this is Bomb Pop by Alvarium, and I believe that that either somebody didn't like the name Bomb, or uh, the company that actually makes Bomb Pops sent a cease and desist because I believe it's Probably. now. <laughs> I, I believe it's now called Rocket Pop. Or something like that. Um, Rocket Bang. I, I don't know. Something. It's not this anymore. So what is a bomb pop? So a bomb pop is one of those popsicles that's red on the top, white in the middle, and blue on the bottom. You see like kids running oh, around that. Like they eat okay. them and like they, they turn different colors and stuff like that. Classic ice cream truck popsicle. Correct. It's, it, it's exactly what you expect on the 4th of July to see kids running around in the backyard covered in sticky nastiness. Popsicle. Popsicle from, juice. Yes, popsicle juice. Um, so this is a popsicle-style fruited sour. Uh, it weighs in at 4.8% ABV. As I said, it's by Alvarium. And the can says... The can says... No, uh, uh, can says nothing, because it does not explain what it is. It says brewed with cherry. I saw that. Yeah, I'm just trying to... It does not say brewed with cherry. Oh, yeah, brewed with cherry, raspberry, and lime. So, Obert, you saw better than I did. But it does not say... <laughs> It does not say. Which, like, I think that's the three flavors of the bomb pop, right? Yes. Yeah. Cherry would be the red. Blue would be the the raspberry, and lime would be the white. Yeah, I like the white the best. I think. I think so too. It also doesn't stain your your teeth or your tongue. Yeah. Or your hands with all the sticky popsicle juice. Or your hands. Um. So let's let's crack this open and see what we get. By the way, as always, Alvarium invites you to come down to their brewery for a crisp high five. Uh, for being awesome for buying their beer. And now that uh, you know we're past the, the worst of COVID so far for this year, they are back to giving out high fives. That's awesome. That's, that's great to hear. Uh, now, I don't think you're supposed to keep sours for a year. I don't think so either. This would be the first one, I think, that, I have, that I've seen kept for this long. Well, I can tell you this. We're already off to a better start because uh, the beer's not exploding over me like it was last week. So, uh, point one to this beer. All right, so I will hold this up. Um, it is very carbonated. Oh, those are bubbles. Those are bubbles. Okay. Uh, it could be the it could be you know dirty glass, but I don't think it's a dirty glass. Um, it looked very clean before I poured it in there, but yeah, those are bubbles. Uh, no discernible head. It kind of just faded away, and it is a a cherry colored purple. Kind of what you'd red. expect from a sour. Yeah, and it's got some floaties floating around in it. Um, and if you like my my fancy treehouse 
Pilsner glass that I have here. Uh, head over to Instagram if you are curious to know what the can art looks like to see that wonderful bomb pop that's on it. Also to see a, a, a can that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> and uh, and to see this this cool glassware that I got from Brad who uh, was cleaning out his, his glass collection and was like, Hey, you want this cool looking treehouse glass? And I was like, yes I do. So uh, just added another another glass to my my collection. Alright, on the nose... It smells very, very sour, very tart, like a tart cherry, um, which is which is what I expect based on the look. Um, very much, very cherry, very tart, uh, very much like a normal sour. I don't see any, I don't smell any offness from it aging a year, uh, which is probably good for for me. Um, but it smells, it smells a little sweet and a little tangy. So uh, let's dive in and try it. All right, so it is, it's definitely a sour. Um, <laughs> a little less tart than last week's beer. But still, definitely a sour. Um, it's very heavy, heavily uh, flavored in cherry. It definitely has a little bit of like, I want to say like cinnamon, coriander type spice to it on the back end too. Like it kind of like mm. tastes like kind of tastes like like a cherry pie almost, but like a tart cherry pie. Um, it sounds like you are not describing a bomb pop right now. Yeah, no, that's that's not what I'm getting. I'm getting a lot <laughs> of it. Basically, like if if they were to if they were to told me that this was a cherry pie flavored sour, I would have said. Yes, it is a cherry pie flavored sour. That I can believe. Yeah, um, the tartness is really coming from the the lime, I think, and the, obviously that it's brewed as a sour. But I don't taste any lime. Um, not like last week where the lime was very front and forward in the flavor. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit of raspberry. Maybe the raspberry has given a little bit of that tartness too. But I'm not getting a lot of raspberry flavor. This is very overpoweringly cherry, which is not a bad thing. Um, and then I don't know where the I don't know where that other like like spiciness like and not spicy like hot but like where that other like cinnamon nutmeg flavor comes from i don't know quite where that where that's coming from not spiciness but spiceness yes yeah yeah i'm tasting some uh some spices that i didn't expect to taste not unpleasant but like i said if they said this was a cherry pie sour i would have i, I would have bought that a lot more i don't know i mean i guess popsicles are kind of hard to, to put into a beer it's a very good beer um, yeah, Alvarium is is a really good brewery. They're on like that second rung in Connecticut. They're like right below the Fox Farms to counterweights. Um, they're in that that very next section that you know includes Nebco and includes Alvarium and includes you know most of twelve percent breweries. Um, it's just kind of like right. It's in the upper echelon. It's just not at that ultimate echelon of being Fox Farmer counterweight. And nobody can be them. It's kind of hard to be them. Um, so they did a really good job here. This is really good. It's a good sour. Um, maybe the rocket pop is slightly different now, but then again, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to put a popsicle flavor into a beer without it being overly sweet, especially if you're trying to make a sour. If you're just going to yeah. say, "Hey, I'm making a fruited beer," okay, I can ride with that, and you, you know, you could probably get that that bomb pop flavor into your beer. But when you go the sour route, I think you have. To, I think you're going to end up with some some characteristics that, while good, are not probably what you were going for. Overall, though, solid beer. Um, I mean, hell, maybe the maybe that spice that maybe that spiciness I'm getting on the back end is like maybe they threw some popsicle sticks in here, and that's kind of where the, the that woodiness comes from is yeah, some of be. that flavor in there. <laughs> Overall, I'm going to give this. It's a solid beer. I think it's the you know, second week in a row I'm going to give a beer four two five, but I think this is. This is okay. right up there. I mean, I like I said last week. I think this also probably straddles the four and a half territory. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four and a half. I think there's oh, there's wow. no 
there's no reason to knock this beer. Oh, um, yeah. You know, is it is it bomb slash rocket pop flavored? Maybe, maybe not. Are there some flavors in there that that I don't get when I have a bomb slash rocket pop? Yeah, there are. But overall, great beer. Um, I think I think that's that's yeah, four and a half. If there was, if I could buy more of this, I would, and I would probably drink them the rest of the summer. Okay. Well, um, it appears on Untapped that the bomb pop rocket pop have merged so out of the 1109 check-ins that this beer has what do you think the untapped reverse how do you think they feel about this beer what do you think they're rating it so i think it i, I will talk through it a little bit more seeing if i can get, see if i can uh, beat obert's score here it's definitely going to be over four um i you know alvarium definitely is one of those breweries that has the hashtag hop hype around it even for their sours and their stouts and everything else they do um you know, Alvarium's also known for doing things outside of the IPAs. I mean, they did the the King Cluster and the the other cluster Cluster Nutter that. Uh, oh, I forgot that that was them. I like yeah, those that, beers. Yeah, that's them. Um, so they're really good at, at different styles. So this is probably and and their their fans are their fans. So they're always kind of highly rated. I don't think they're gonna be as high as me. I don't even think it's gonna be probably above a. It, it won't be above a four three, which means it probably won't be above a four two. Which leaves me with 0.2 to play with. I'm going to say 4.17. Okay. Uh, close. Not as close as me. Okay. Um, it. You were right, though. They have a lot of hop hype. They untapped really liked this beer. They gave it a 4.24. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's up there. It's a good rating. That is a really good rating. Damn. Yeah. Well, so, um, and hey, you know hope- what? I think you could you could chalk it up to maybe the fact that you waited a year to drink the beer that uh, that threw your palate off a little bit. So maybe, but I mean, even then, that's that's. I mean, I I, I said it would be below a four two. So mm-hmm. I just I you know sours are sours are never highly that rated. This is a really highly rated beer. Good job, Alvarium. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully they put this on sale. I didn't see it go on sale last week. Um, so hopefully they put it on sale soon as like a celebration of, of the holiday. Yeah. Well, you know, if they haven't sold it by now, I don't think that they would, uh, think they kind of missed their window. That's true. So unfortunately, I mm-hmm. will say one, one new thing that I did notice this year about Alvarium is for whatever reason, they've taken over as being the, the in-house, uh, brewery for the, the Hartford Yard Goats. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So before it was, um, it was Hooker. And so they had like the the Thomas Hooker Beer Garden where Hooker brewed like the Yard Goat's beer for them. It was called like like the Goat or something like that. Is it um, good? It was yeah, it was pretty good. It was a pale ale. Uh, it was it was pretty solid. It's, I would um, think you'd want a pretty mild beer at a ball game. You know, I think it would. You'd want it to be pretty crushable, as you might say. Yeah, I, I'm, is it called the Goat? Goat Hooker. It's an interesting thing. I just Nectar of the Goats. Is what it's called by Thomas Hooker. That was that was their beer. Apparently, it's no longer in production. Um, apparently, I didn't think that high of it. I gave it. I gave it a three and a half. So that tells you everything you need to know about that. I think I've had it since then, and I liked it better. But, but that's the Hooker version. Yeah. So Alvarium, they don't have like a a quote unquote beer anymore for the Yard Goats. It's just Al- oh. instead of the instead of the the Hooker Beer Garden, it's the uh, the Alvarium Beehive or be- Beer Hive. Sorry. The Alvarium Beer Hive. So you can go there and you can get, you know, a selection of Alvarium beers. So I was able to get their their flagship IPA, Fresh, P-H-R-E-S-H. And I was able to get in a 32-ounce pour, Obert, for for 14 bucks. 
which only works out to be seven dollars a beer. Pretty good, a beer. pretty good, pretty good price for a ball game beer. I would expect to pay that for like a Bud Light, a like bot like the aluminum bottle at you know Yankee Stadium. Yeah, so so you were I was able to get like really really good IPA for fourteen bucks, thirty two ounces of it. Essentially buying two cans, but not only that, at the ballpark you can also get back east and you can you can get ice cream man. Okay. And you get a can of that for uh, seven dollars as well. They don't tell they don't have it on tap. They just have it in can. The twelve um, ounce can. No, sixteen. Oh. They put ice cream okay. man in sixteen ounce ca- sixteen ounce cans in that too. Um. So overall, going to the Hartford Yard Goats is a pretty good deal because you can you know hot dogs are cheap. They're like three three bucks a hot dog. Um, hamburgers are like four or five bucks. You can get popcorn for four bucks. Uh, they have Bear Smokehouse if you want to get some barbecue. The place is pretty awesome, and you can go there. We got in the door for ten bucks a ticket. Um, wow, but, very affordable yeah. night. It's hugely affordable. Uh, you get great beer. You know, you can't go wrong with thirty-two ounce IPAs. No, you but, really can't. But yeah, that was now, just did my. They, did they win when you went there? That's the question. They did not. They were okay. up, and they they lost at the end of the game. They were also it was also steamed cheeseburger night, so we were there. Uh, they um they changed their name to the cheese the steam cheeseburgers for the night so we all got steam okay. cheeseburger hats too that have like like an angry like cheeseburger on it that uh, it's like shooting steam out of its its ears interesting connecticut will cling out to whatever identity they can i guess yeah and it was cool because they were playing the the squirrels and they were some other food item but they you know they were giving away the, the cheeseburgers that was pretty cool and we got to try them and the, the cheeseburgers are delicious as always they were made by ted's out of middletown um fantastic it was a overall a good experience and you know you get in and out of the door you know if you really wanted to you could it could be less than 50 bucks but i don't think we spent more than like 60 bucks 70 bucks for the whole night of eating and drinking and baseball and you know whatever else and we got a free hat out of it or not a free hat but i got a hat out of it too you had to pay for the hat no no the hat came with the ticket but okay. i wasn't going to call it a Just free ticket because sure. i or free hat because i paid for the ticket yeah i got you i understand that sounds good. I, you know, that is one thing living here in Montana is that there's a lack of of sports to really root for. You know, we're like, you know, especially where I am, um, pretty much as far as you can get from any major sports team anywhere. You know, maybe um, if I was like in central Montana, that's that's pretty much as far as you can get from being a Minneapolis or Denver or Seattle fan. It's like they're all the same distance away from me. And well, how, they're all incredibly far. How far are you from Calgary? Calgary is the closest sports city to me geographically, but it's a different country. So it's like, you know, it's a little harder to root for a Canadian team. Well, you but, can only uh, root for the hockey team. And that what's more Canadian than the hockey? The Flames. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there are um, there's definitely I see some Flames fans here. There's also a lot of Vegas Golden Knight fans I see. Doesn't surprise uh, which, me. Yeah. Um, I think the, I might've mentioned this in the pod before, but the owner of the ski mountain also has a stake of the ownership in the golden Knights. So I think that's where a lot of the local fandom comes in as well. Okay. Um, but you're you know, not too far from... same time zone, I guess. So you're not too far from Utah and Utah has the jazz. They do have the jazz. Uh-huh. And then Seattle's your football team, I guess, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of how that works. Yeah. Well, you see, you see some Seahawk fans for sure, but you also see a lot of uh, Vikings fans. I think there's kind of an even split between those two. I think, I think 
like the Vikings fandom extends all the way across North Dakota. And then like once you get into Montana, it's a little bit more dispersed. Okay. But, um, but uh, yeah, Minneapolis is another, another city we root for here for sure. You're, you're kind of in like, it's college football area up there. I mean, yeah, it's... we have Grizz, Grizz fans, you know, there's a big rivalry between um, uh, Montana State and University of Montana, which is the Grizz versus the Bobcats. So, um, What's the, oh no, that's Colorado is the Buffalo, right? Montana doesn't have Buffalo too, right? No, we don't have a Buffalo team. But yeah, it's very weak, uh, weak sports affiliation here. Not like it was back east at all where... You know, and it's funny, too, because growing up where we grew up in Connecticut is it was like we're pretty much exactly the split between New York fans and Boston fans. And right. I thought it was I thought that was normal to, like, go to high school where, like, your friends are shit talking each other about about their sports teams. And then I go to a place like you go to Seattle, you go to Boston, you go to New York, and it's like everyone is wearing the same jerseys. <laughs> and you're like, this isn't fun. Everybody's like you. You're just all rooting for the same people. Where's the like, where's the competition in that? You know, <laughs> it's like part of growing up was people rooting for different competing teams, and it was like, oh, I my team is better than your team. If you're in a city where everybody's liking the same team, it's like that. I don't know. That kind of takes some of the fun out of it for me. Yeah, it's it's always fun to argue with your friends about whose team is better. I it's it's very weird to be I you know. It must be weird to live up in Montana or Wyoming or like an like an Alabama where just there's just a or Mississippi where it's just a sports dead zone. It's just it's, it's well, strange. This, I feel like southern states they have their col- they're big into the college ball. True. You know. I think that's true, but like yeah, um especially the northern like west and northern west, interior west, it's um it's there's not a lot, man. There's not a lot of sports. I feel like the Montana football, the Montana State football team is. I feel like there's been some some decent players that have come from there, but I'm drawing a blank on names. Yeah, no one really comes to mind, but it's kind of like the opposite problem we have in Connecticut or had in Connecticut, where like there wasn't really a big sports identity of their own because they just kind of got consumed by the media markets of Boston and New York. So it was really hard for Connecticut to come up with its own identity. It's like there there's too much here there's not enough kind of thing <laughs> where it's like and I mean you still see people in Connecticut wearing whalers gear getting whalers tattoos for a team that doesn't exist and hasn't that, existed like you know in my living memory That is true although there was rumors a couple of years ago about them moving a a team back to Hartford uh, I think it ultimately fell through again but there there was a rumor I think it was the the Devils about them moving to Connecticut okay. to reclaim the Whalers title. Yeah. Yeah, there's enough people, but like you said, there's just there's just you're kind of overwhelmed. You can get to you can go see a Bruins game in a 90-minute drive. I mean, how uh how much demand is there for another team? But well, yeah, then yeah, and then you you hop down to to the city and then you know, there's there's the Rangers, there's the Islanders, and then there's, you know, the Devils too, which are mm-hmm. you know, in Jersey. So it's yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, I guess go steamed cheeseburgers. Um, you have my support, steamed steamed cheeseburgers. Hope you have a very winning season. Make it all the way to the World Series equivalent of Double A ball. I, I will tell you this: they're they're kind of terrible. Yeah, you know, it's a rebuilding <laughs> year. We'll go with that. That's that's true. That's true. Yeah, they they're they're not very good. So just so we're aware, the cheeseburgers are fifteen and thirty. 
a meter. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, maybe some cheeseburgers could drink from the wisdomy mug of wisdom. I think they might need a lot more than that. Might need tell to, them how to improve their batting averages. I don't might know. need to buy some batters and some some pitchers and stuff like that. What what is their um, affiliation? What are they the farm team of? The Rockies. So no local team at all. I think it's the Rockies. Okay. They used to. Th- so I don't know if you know what happened here, but they used to be the New Britain, uh, the New Britain Rockcats. Okay. And Hartford basically smacked New Britain in the face and said, "We're building them a really nice stadium, and they're coming to our town." Okay. <laughs> and New Britain was kind of like, "Uh, okay." And so that's how they ended up here. I did not know that, but um, I did know that they have an obscenely nice stadium. Oh, for... it's really nice, and it was yeah. packed. Like it was really. You, That's oh, the most yeah. surprising thing you've said about this. Yeah, there was. I mean, there was probably about you know four or five thousand people there on a Wednesday. I mean, it was it was nice. Like it wasn't it wasn't sold out, but like they did break the record the past two operating, not counting twenty twenty, but uh, for every season they've been open, they have held the whatever conference they're in. They've held the record for the most attendance, so they are getting a good turnout, which is nice. That is nice. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not every night that you give away steamed cheeseburger hats, steamed hamburger hats. Are they ham- They're hamburgers. They're not cheeseburgers. They're, they're both hamburgers yeah. and cheeseburgers. But if you get the cheese, it's a mixture of, like, Swiss and cheddar that, like, melts over and gooey. It's so good. They were the ste- – they, they called themselves the steamed cheeseburgers. Okay. Gotcha. Because I thought that the Lewis's lunch, you couldn't get cheese. Yeah. Louis- so – Louis's lunch is not what they were. It was Ted's. I mean, that's what they were. Ted's is famous for the steam cheeseburger. Louis is famous for being the first hamburger. But I don't think Louis okay. is. I don't think Louis is steamed. I think it's. I think that's that's cooked over a griddle and served on white bread. Steam cheeseburgers a little bit different. See, you know, I never, I never knew. This is outside of my my comfort zone. I never learned any of this <laughs> hamburger cheeseburger stuff. So maybe that's maybe it's a topic for future debate on. Uh, on another podcast episode, if you have thoughts on it, if you grew up in New Haven, uh, let us know in the Discord your thoughts on the steamed cheeseburger versus original hamburger debate. Or if this whole conversation has made no sense to you, ask us questions there. Be happy to supply some answers. It's it's so they're so good. I recommend anybody who comes to Connecticut if you want if you want a few few food items, that's one of them. Obviously, beer's another one. Um, pizza, new. New Haven pizza. But yeah, that, I mean, Connecticut's not famous for much, but we got the food thing down pat. Connecticut's got some good food. I'll give it that. But uh, so with that, it's time that we pull our frosty mug of wisdom, the two-handled version, which we used last week. We're going to use it again this week. Pull it out of the freezer, um, shake the ice off, fill it up with wisdomy wisdom, life advice, um, stuff we like, stuff we love, uh, you know, things advice wisdom always things Uh, always things um before we get to do that though we get to listen to this special song from jordan brag my podcast jordan take it away test your handle test your handle test your handle test your handle mug of wisdom Drink. Mug of wisdom. 
finish Jack Lovato. Hey, Jordan, thank you. Check him out. Wreck my podcast. Send him what you had for breakfast. But um, in a rare, rare occurrence <laughs> this week, I earned the triple tally mark. I am. Well, only, man one, of only the one tally mark. Only one tally mark. Man of the people. You know what? We'll, um, we'll see how many are on the board next week. Man of well, the we people. all know that you have two currently and you just earned your third. So, honk, honk, honk. Put that nice, long, horizontal tally. Up there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's me. I'm man of the people. Um, I'm basking Congratulations. in my glory. Thank you. At least you're now, you know, you have a little bit of a buffer between you and uh, New Tud and, and Jenna. I'm nipping at your heels. You better watch out. Yeah. I'm coming I'm get, for I'm, the crown. I'm a little afraid. Yeah. Screw my plan of waiting till 2022. I'm, uh, I'm going for it now. But uh, no, so um, as... as Handler McGee here. I'm going to give you the mug to fill up first. All right. So my handle this week is uh, something a little unique, but it's something that that I think most people should use or maybe not should. Maybe should's kind of hard. Um, but you ever been trying to do ha- work around your house and you're trying to figure out what like what socket fits on the bolt that you're trying to loosen up? Yeah. Like what, what size is it metric? Is it, you know... English. Yeah, yeah, and you're sitting there and you're just saying, you know, I don't like, is this 10 millimeters, is it a quarter, or is it, or is it, you know, five eighths? And you're just sitting there and you have to bring like 10 sockets with you just to kind of fit to see what gets the right fit. I really hope your handle is not an adjustable wrench. No, my my handle this week is actually, is a universal socket tool. Um, okay. So what it is, is it's it, it everything below three quarters of an inch. Um, inside it's got little metal pistons in it. So as those pistons, pistons get, are like pins, 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 that's a better word. Uh, as the piece, as you know, you press this socket against a nut that you need to loosen, um, the pins get pushed in and the other pins don't. So it surrounds the, the head of the, the bolt and you can just loosen it up with only one tool. Um, no more messing around with, you know, do I have the right size socket with this? You always have the right size socket up to three quarters of an inch, and it so works with. it's an with, adjustable wrench for your socket wrench. It's an it's it's an adjustable socket, right. if that makes sense. It's like the thing that you would the the little thing the toy that you'd put your hand on with all the the nails. Yeah. The outline of your hand, your hand, and yeah, you put it on your face. Yeah. It's like that, that toy, but, but it's a socket. Yeah, it's it's like that, but for adults in a socket. And once you pull it out, obviously, um. Well, not obviously, but it's 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 spring-loaded, so it pushes those pins back, so it goes back to flush. Okay. What did you use? Did you use this on a project recently? Um, I did. I, I do use it. I use it sparingly around the house when I just don't, you know, because I just don't feel about, about like bringing out my entire socket collection. Um, most of the time, because usually I'm just trying to loosen one bolt to do something or tighten one bolt. I don't need to bring out my entire toolkit to rip something apart. So. 
you, you know you can get them cheap on Amazon or elsewhere. Um, Harbor Freight, if you live near one of those, you could probably get them for around ten bucks. Uh, we'll put a link to to an item in the notes that way you can see it. But yeah, they're pretty cool. Um, I recommend it. Or if you need them for bigger, you could probably get them bigger size too. But three quarters of an inch seems to work pretty well. It actually at certain points in time it has been too big, so I've I still had to go get normal sockets because it just doesn't fit in like the hole that I'm trying to stick mm-hmm. it in. But this. It's pretty good. I'm a little concerned about the structural integrity of your house if you're just taking random bolts around out of things. It sounds like you're doing a lot of bolt removal. So I'm a little concerned next time I go to use something in in your house that it'll be held together correctly. But Well, so was I. This is why I bought this, so I could tighten bolts all around the house. Okay, okay. Well, that's reassuring, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the frosty mug here. Okay. Um, Dipping into my well, I was in a few a few weeks ago of cell phone games. This is a um, a kind of a quick one. Uh, it's a fun one. It's you know the um, puzzle solving escape the room esque genre. Um, this was called Rusty Lake Hotel. I got it on one of those deals where they have like free. You know sometimes they'll like put apps free for a day. Uh, Rusty right. Lake, I guess, makes other escape. the. This is like a game in a series, and Rusty Lake is like the name of the company. But I played Rusty Lake Hotel. There's others out there. I think I beat it in like four or five hours. Um, just a simple little, um, you know, if this was, if the year was 2007, this would be called a Flash game, and you'd play it on like <laughs> new grounds, and you'd beat it in a day, and you'd be like, Addicting that was a lot games. of fun. Yeah, this would be one of those, but um, that doesn't exist anymore, which makes me sad. Um, so, uh, but I found this on my phone, Rusty Lake Hotel. Don't I wouldn't say pay more than like two ninety nine for it, but um, keep an eye out for it if it's free, or if you just like to buy some good high quality games. Like I said, my criteria are no ads and um, no like addicting BS progression mechanics. But um, this met the criteria. It was quick and easy and. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Didn't get, uh, didn't feel like I needed to look anything up for help, but uh, felt felt rewarded every time I beat the puzzles. You know, it was a good a good one in that regard. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah, Rusty Lake Hotel, or check out Rusty Lake in general. Um, yeah. Is it available on all platforms? You know, I know it's uh, Android and iOS. I think it might also be available for PC, but I'm not too sure. It is a mobile friendly layout okay so, but yeah i'll put um i'm i'm assuming their url is rustylake.com i'll put it in the the show notes if it's anything different so if if it's not that url is probably porn when in doubt you just have to assume the url is porn <laughs> now you're gonna make me check rustylake.com oh it's not secure but no it is them it's these guys rusty lake yeah so um check it out cool i will definitely check it out All right, and so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, We'd like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers. I will go first and thank Alvarium for, I'm going to call it Bomb Pop, but we all know that now that it's called Rocket Pop. So uh, thank you, Alvarium, for brewing this beer a year ago. It was delicious. And I want to thank Imagination for their very patriotic homegrown. Thank you for this delicious farm fresh pale ale. Uh, please make sure you head over to social media and follow us at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Also, we did not hear back from Jordan yet about you guys sending him your breakfasts. So uh, make sure you get on that and send them to him. CC us just so you know that you're, you, that you're bugging him there. Um, 
Also, make sure you head over to Patreon and for as little as twenty-five or as little as a dollar a month, or twenty-five cents a week, or even twenty cents depending on the month. Uh, you can get some cool content every week. Comes out on Tuesdays, and it's just a little bit of extra drinking alone with friends in your life. Also, make sure you tell your friends, your families, anybody who likes beer uh, about this podcast. And also, make sure you head over to iTunes, leave us a, a rating and a review. And also, make sure you head over to Discord and join the conversation over there in real time with us and other listeners. And with that, my name's Ted. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Or friends. Or friends. Well, I feel like we're drinking with all of our friend listener friends. It's true. But we currently, as you've told me multiple times, this is not live. So we have not live. So we've only drank with Fred. Yeah, that's that's very true. But I think it's just good life advice that if you're drinking alone, you should do it with friends. Even if that doesn't really make much sense if you really dig deep into how the meaning of it. But like, what if you were like a split personality person? And then are you drinking alone with friends by drinking alone? I think so. Okay. And if you have multiple disassociative personality disorder have fun drink yes and also make sure that each of you are leaving us a rating and yeah. a review and and listening to the podcast individually on different yes. platforms of course